Many in the workforce strive to get into leadership positions. That's where they see themselves growing in rank, gaining real experience and understanding, and undertaking real responsibilities. But the question is, can anyone who wants to be a leader become a great leader? Hi, welcome back to Paul Group's Employment Schmooze. I'm your host, Chaim Desser, CEO of Paul Group Staffing. A company that started working with us a few years ago and has hired many high-caliber employees through us reached out to me one day and asked, Chaim, I consider myself a great interviewer and I always had a good intuition about people, but I must admit that I failed many times miserably. But since I have started my hiring process through your recruiting company, I've had much better success at my hires. So he asked, what's the secret sauce? What have I done wrong? What am I missing that I couldn't get it right? To answer his question, honestly, we didn't interview all those previous employees that didn't make it. So it would be foolish of me to make blind assumptions. But in all my years that I have been doing recruiting and training many recruiters, I've experienced and shown them how some employers made wrong decisions out of desperation, overlooking important traits that they were supposed to look into. They had great conversations with their candidates. They connected very well with them. And that was the deal breaker. I just hope they checked on prior experience as well, looking at their resume. But the main thing that tied the knot was based on the intellect of the conversation. The IQ or chemistry of the candidate overshadowed all other important traits. And I'll add that the employer's emotional state being desperate to fill the position didn't help in the matter at all. Therefore, hiring through a recruiter who doesn't go through the same emotions as the employer enabled the recruiter to do a much better screening job. That is the simple answer without being technical. But since I have had the opportunity to interview thousands of candidates, I've learned a lot about people in general and especially about personalities and characters. There are many books written about personality types and algorithms. There are tests that some corporate companies use to determine if they hire the right person for the business, but nothing comes close to the screening of an experienced recruiter. I'm not trying to pitch here. It's just a fact and it only makes sense, which I believe after listening to this episode, you will understand that there is much more than just IQ, chemistry, and experience, which won't necessarily be showing up on any of these tests. I am obviously not talking about recruiters who are just paper pushers, sending resumes without understanding the candidates. When I say that experienced recruiters can see through the in-depth of candidates, I mean recruiters who actually interview candidates and have the experience in detecting those important elements. And recruiters who understand how their clients operate and what they really seek to fill. And while we are all only human, we can also make mistakes. Nothing is 100% failure-proof. The factor of the emotional state that the hiring authorities and companies are going through is a fact. And recruiters can screen candidates without these emotions is just a fact as well. It is hard to explain in just a short episode how someone can become a great leader. But as a recruiter, I can definitely share what I see and who it is considered to be a great leader at companies. In this episode, I would like to talk about the skills and abilities that are expected of individuals who are in leadership roles. 
Besides having the personality and being able to show leadership, which might need to be addressed separately, there is one important element to a great leader, which is called emotional intelligence. And it's not discussed so much. A high emotional intelligence is one of the key elements that we find in capable individuals who are in leadership positions. If you think about it, if you ask anyone you know, if they remember the last time that they worked especially on their emotions, you will most likely not find many who can answer that they did. And if you ask them if they think they are emotionally intelligent, they will most likely say, yes, sure. So that should get you thinking, is emotional intelligence something that comes to me naturally? Is it something that I can work on? It is interesting that studies show that emotional intelligence is not correlated with having a higher IQ. In order to be a top engineer, as an engineer, you'll see that they have a high IQ. But emotional intelligence can be found in individuals who don't have any special high IQ. So let's first get the negative out of the way. There is a misconception when people hear the word emotions. Some will only relate it to bad emotions, like why are you so emotional? But it's important to differentiate between bad emotions and emotional intelligence, as they are fundamentally different. Emotional intelligence is how good you can manage yourself and work towards your goals despite your obstacles. You don't give up too soon, and you have a positive outlook on things when others have a negative outlook on it. Emotional intelligence is what leads you to the most great achievements that you've accomplished in life. But at the other hand, very emotional people, people who become quickly overwhelmed or derailed by their emotions are not usually highly emotionally intelligent. Rather, those who can control their emotions are the ones with high emotional intelligence. Though in control does not mean cold. If someone is too cold of a person and has too little empathy towards themselves or others, then they also lack in emotional intelligence. Have you ever asked why it is that some people always fight and talk about others? If you'll dig in deeper, you'll find it it's connected to their emotional intelligence, not being able to control their emotions and the eagerness to react to what they see or what they hear or how they feel. That comes from a lack of emotional intelligence. So since emotional intelligence is so important for leaders, I would like to dig in a little deeper. Emotional intelligence consists of five main elements, which are five skills, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and great social skills. So let's start first with good news. The good news about emotional intelligence is that it can be learned for those who want to work on themselves. People with high emotional intelligence can usually be predicted to become future stars. And those who lack an emotional intelligence are usually mediocre leaders at best. As an executive recruiter, I have seen many times that companies made the mistake of hiring C-level employees because they had high IQs, but they ended up firing them because they lacked an emotional intelligence. Let's try to understand those skills. What is self-awareness? People who are self-aware can see their own mistakes. They have the ability to distinguish their own beliefs from others. They are not yes men. They can ask themselves, am I being true to myself now? These are leadership values. When you have people relying on you, it will naturally boost and build up some ego. But if you know when to look into yourself and say, now is not the time for being egoistic. Let me tell my team that my decision was a mistake and let's do it the right way. That is self-awareness or understanding that people think differently. 
others think differently than you. And the reason why different people come to different conclusions is because their minds think differently than yours. Accepting this fact instead of fighting back to prove that you're right, this is self-awareness and the action of a person with high emotional intelligence. Now, what is self-regulation? Self-regulation means people who are in control of their behaviors and emotions. Being able to think before acting. If someone gives you bad feedback, or if you're being reprimanded for not doing the work properly, the first instinctive reaction would be to defend yourself. But if you have self-regulation and you can think before reacting, overcoming your emotions, then you have some of the important leadership skills. Let's say you had worked with your team on a marketing campaign. And for some reason, the campaign wasn't successful. Now, there are two ways you can go about it. You can either get emotional and start blaming yourself or lash it out on your team members, or you can contain yourself and dig in more deeply to see what the problem is and come up with a better solution and then show your team how to do it correctly. To do that, you have to be able to self-regulate your emotions and that's a part of emotional intelligence. So where does motivation come into this picture? That should be a simple one. Great leaders are motivators. They know how to get people do things that seem challenging and not necessarily by handing out money or any type of tangible reward. No, they use their emotions intelligently, not relying just on their rationale. And therefore, their positive energy reflects on their team. People who have positive motivation with great energy automatically motivate others. As humans, we are all hardwired naturally to connect to others. No matter if you are an introvert or an extrovert, we are all hardwired instantly to connect. The only difference is that introvert will choose to connect to a small circle of people and extroverts will usually connect to a bigger crowd. But we all like to be connected. People who are full of positive energy are natural motivators. And those who can control their emotions are not bothered so much by others and therefore can be good natural motivators. And that's the connection between motivation and emotional intelligence. Empathy. People who have empathy towards themselves and towards others usually use positive emotions and they must have the ability to understand others. As you see, these are all interconnected because they are self-aware about their emotions and they know how to self-regulate themselves. Therefore, they stay positive and have more empathy and that allows them to tune into other people and become a problem solver. So having the right balance of empathy is a part of having high emotional intelligence. And now you will most likely understand the number five, which is great social skills. I am sorry to burst your bubble, but having great social skills does not automatically mean that you have high emotional intelligence. It only counts if it's connected to the previous four parts. We can sometimes find people with great social skills, but they lack very much in time management or in self-awareness. And the same is true with the other extreme. You can find people who are very responsible. If things need to be done, then they will even stay up late until they make sure that all the tasks are done. But at the same time, the same very responsible person can never manage their own time. And if you would look into their work, you won't find that they do their work slower than others. They just are not good with time management. Great social skills are important, but you need to have all of these five skills to have high emotional intelligence. And these are usually the people who make great leaders. By now, I'm sure you will ask, how can I improve these skills? Is there any school that teaches you this? The short answer is no. 
These skills are usually something that you grow up with when you work on improving your character. People are always born with some parts of these skills, usually not all. What's amazing, though, is how far character development will get you. Knowing what to strive for is the very first step. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. And hopefully, you will become one of the greatest leaders one day and maybe even lead your own successful company. Now, let's go to a poll group advertisement. I would like to share great news. We have started the new department at Poll Group, which is designed especially for business partnerships. We help business owners who are looking for either financial or operational partners, searching for them and finding their ideal partner. And we also help CEOs and COOs and those who are in C-level positions who are looking to get into their own business. When we come across a business opportunity or a partnership that they are interested in, we try to find and work on matching them up with the right idea. These matches are not recruiting. They are rather in the realm of business brokerage, but in a different angle dealing with partnerships, not just selling or acquiring businesses. Thank God that with the years of experience in negotiating many complex contracts on behalf of many employers and C-level candidates who benefited, and we had the opportunity to build a large network with many wonderful connections, we were able to put it to use and to form this special department to serve many more executives and employers and entrepreneurs reaching success. So if you are a business owner, an entrepreneur looking for an operational partner or a high level executive with a specific industry experience who is seeking to partner up with an entrepreneur, we will be happy to assist and negotiate the deal for you. Feel free to contact us via this special email address, biz at pollgroup.com. That's B-I-Z at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P dot com. All information will only be seen by this special department and will be kept highly confidential. Wishing you all continued success in whatever you do. Have a wonderful day.